Welcome to the Super Travel Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Mark. And this is episode 37. Little Marvin Gaye. And I've been jamming to this all evening. Thank you for joining me on this fine, wonderful, beautiful night. This is the jam. Love this song. It's a remix. John Morales extended mix. I will play some more of that a little bit later. And thank you for joining me. I just got done off my bike workout and I am ready to go. I was listening to this Marvin Gaye song for probably half an hour nonstop. I was getting into that flow state I talked about in those uh, previous episodes. It's really a beautiful feeling. You feel really good. I actually kind of overdid it today with the workouts. I did four (laughs) workouts today. (laughs) Two bike workouts and two runs. Luckily, though, three were easy workouts and one was a little bit more difficult or challenging, but it was it was all good. Um, so, yeah, just listening to more Marvin Gaye. He's so smooth, so good. I want to sing karaoke too. I'm thinking about how can I sing karaoke on this podcast somehow. What I like to do is I like to to sing, record it, and then just post it and embarrass myself online on Facebook or uh, Instagram. It's always fun to do. For some reason, singing makes you feel better. I think it has something to do with the vagus nerve and same kind of concept you get when you're uh, uh, you're doing like a yoga, um, uh, you know, gosh, what's the, the, there's a term for it, where you chant, chanting, like a chant thing, like almost like, um, I don't want to say Hare Krishna because it's kind of like a cultish kind of thing, but. Uh, they go like Ram Da Ram, something like that, you know, or Om. They go Om like that, and it's supposed to. I think it's a similar concept with the stimulating the vagus nerve, making you feel really good. And joining me as well is Lucy on the chair next to me. Instead of having the door close, I have it open with her next to me, so she doesn't uh, interrupt and uh, barge in like she likes to do. So she's a little frisky right now, she's biting my hand. What are you gonna? Oh, yep, yep, yep. She's good. <laughs> she's biting my hand. I try to pet her. Sometimes she'll let you pet her. Sometimes she says, "No, no, not today. That's enough. Ten seconds. That's enough." Um, and so, it is two weeks into the new year, and I hope everyone has been hitting their goals, working on resolutions, uh, building momentum into the new year. Uh, as I have been doing myself, I've been grinding and working hard for a little over two weeks now, just building momentum as much as I can to start off the year properly. And I wanted to uh, go over a book that I just finished reading. And one of my goals, I have tons of goals. I should read what some of my goals are. I posted them on my Facebook uh, one of them was to read a book a week and to listen to a book a week. And that's going pretty good. I just finished my first book. And that book is called... Let me turn down this music. It might be a little um, distracting. The first book I read was Success Through a Positive Mental Attitude by Napoleon Hill and Clement Stone. 
It's phenomenal. It was such a good book. My friend Nick Trozzi recommended this to me, and it was such a good book. I am, I was blown away with how good it was. So here's a brief summary. I just found online it would help summarize it. Uh, but I recommend reading it. You could you could find it online easy off Google. No excuses with this one. It's free. Find it online. Read it. I gave myself a fifty pages. Uh, to read each day. That was my goal, to read 350 pages in seven days. So seven times 50 is 350. So that 350 book, I broke up into one day chunks of 50 pages a day. And sometimes I read like 30 pages in the morning, 30 pages in the evening. So I broke even that up into two. So that's how you uh, can uh, hit goals easier by breaking them down like that. So here's the summary of success through a positive mental attitude. And I want to turn up that Marvin Gaye a little bit more. Just have it on lightly. It's such a smooth song, especially the remix. It's like nine minutes. Okay. Positive mental attitude leads to success sooner or later. Uh, success can be attributed to a single characteristic, a positive way of thinking. Take Henry Ford, for example. He didn't give up on his visionary V8 engine, even though his engineers told him it was impossible to achieve. There's all kinds and tons and tons of stories about uh, positive mental attitude and success. People with a positive mental attitude, uh, uh, shortened for PMA, aren't afraid of failure. They try as long as necessary until they achieve their goal. They're constantly learning, adapting, and self-improving despite giant setbacks on the way towards their goal. People with PMA, positive mental attitude, see setbacks as challenges. Instead of being discouraged on the first setback, people with a positive attitude think differently about setbacks. They take them as challenges. Instead of giving up, they just try harder. This reaction is known as inspirational dissatisfaction and people use it to rise above even the most desperate and hopeless situations. So this book was written as um, the characteristics of what successful people have in common. And one of them is a positive mental attitude. This is huge. This is science. This isn't like religious dogma or anything like that this is just science that works this all right avoid mental near and farsightedness mental near farsightedness uh, means you are unable to see the opportunities and possibilities lying in your present and future this lack of vision will obviously impair your way to success but there is another less obvious shortcoming mental far farsighted farsightedness not fart sightedness uh, farsightedness means the individual wants to leap immediately to the top he or she has dreams of the future but misses out to work on the things needed to get there. For this reason, people who have this tendency fail to reach their goals. They don't take advantage of the opportunities that are right in front of them every day. If you want to be successful, you have to have both. You have to both make a vision of your desired goal and notice the opportunities in front of you. So you have to make a vision of your goal and then notice the opportunities in front of you. Like I said, the brain's a supercomputer and there's, we're bombarded with so much information uh, per day that our brain can only focus on a certain amount. So if you have this positive mental ad attitude mindset, you're going to see and focus on that more and things are going to pop up and opportunities are going to pop out on you. Uh, if you had a negative mental attitude, that's all you're going to see is negativity and no opportunities in front of you when everything's right in front of you. You just can't see it. See, the brain can't focus on 
all the bits of information that's that's being uh, projected on this. All right. So write your goals down, use deadlines and break them down in the smaller goals if necessary. Like I was saying earlier with my reading goal, write down writing down your goals lets you clarify your thoughts and have your priorities set. It is a very powerful technique to fight procrastination. It is useful to set deadlines to your goals. If your goals are very big, you have to break them down into smaller goals achievable within a day, a week, or a month. Completing smaller goals will help you stay focused and motivated. Use auto-suggestion to program your mind. Not all our decisions are conscious. Our subconscious plays a huge, huge important role. Luckily, we can harness its power through auto-suggestion. Auto-suggestion can be started by reading a sentence twice a day aloud. For example, if you want to feel happier, you could tell yourself that you'll feel happier uh, every day. This will create momentum, and in time, your mental attitude will show a vast improvement. Uh, this has to do with uh, what I like to do in the morning or before I work out or when I need a little bit of motivation or auto-suggestion is I'll watch these motivational videos on YouTube. And uh, one of them is uh, C.T. Fletcher, You Ain't Dead Yet, Mother Effer. That's one of my favorite ones. It's intense. It's good. I probably mentioned this before, but it gets me going and it's it's intense but i i love it and it that's what i need to get me moving and there's tons of other ones it's a little bit softer but but still quite effective ones as well uh create good and then i also repeat the words as well in my mind and sometimes out loud i'll yell it with intensity and that helps fire up my body helps fire up my subconscious as well create good habits and correct bad habits we act out of habits a big part of the day, so it would be helpful if those habits are beneficial to us. Benjamin Franklin worked hard at bettering himself and his behavior. He would change his habits by practicing abstinence, frugality, or moderation until he'd mastered a particular virtue. Once he mastered a habit virtue, he would move to the next. Changing habits is easier than you think. For example, if you want to form a habit of daily exercise, you could set up a remind, reminder on your smartphone that it is time to train during a certain time every day. The first few weeks are probably Probably uh, you'll probably use some um, need. You'll probably use some amount of willpower to maintain the schedule, but after a time, the habit will be set up, and you'll look forward to your daily ex daily exercise. I don't know. It takes maybe thirty days. There's uh, different um, research that uh, says how long each habit takes for us to really develop it. I think the more complicated the, the habit that you want to fight, the longer it takes. So give it 60 days. But once you f get that habit, it's going to be like, it's hard. Uh, it's like you don't want to miss out on working out. It, it feels off. Like for me, I have to work out every day, whether it's uh, jogging, cycling, uh weights whatever i have i work out every single day and if i don't feel like working out i'll start and once i start if i don't feel like going which 90 percent of the time once i start i feel much better once you get moving get your blood flowing and then uh if i don't feel like going i'll cut it short and so you know that that's what i'll i'll, I'll do uh every time i work out and another of the summary, I think this is the last one. Ignite your motivation by making a list of your goals and then starting to move towards them. If you set yourself big and attractive goals and you believe you can achieve them, you will automatically become more motivated. 
But that alone isn't enough. You have to start working on it. Start moving towards your goals will further motivate you. While you're working towards your goals, you'll have the opportunity to motivate other people along your way just by your example. Furthermore, you can encourage them by putting an act of faith in them. Let them know that you trust them and they will become more motivated. A short summary of the fundamental ingredient for success is a positive mental attitude. Once you adopted it, you will be able to achieve whatever you decide to achieve. And that's this quick summary from Success Through a Positive Mental Attitude book by Napoleon Stone and uh, Napoleon Hill and Clement Stone. <laughs> and there's 17 principles. I'll just go off uh, and read them off real fast from that book that are uh, pretty, pretty important. Um, let's see, everyone. Okay, the 17 principles of success. So Napoleon Hill also wrote another amazing book called, uh, actually two of them, Laws of Success and Think and Grow Rich. So those are also really great. And he has 17 principles of success and achievement. One, definiteness of purpose. For everything you do in life, you need a purpose. No matter if it is personal or business related, this is the first step in your quest for achievement and success. What do you wish to accomplish? What is your goal, your ambiguous goal? Which steps do you need to, to achieve it? Your plan. What's your plan? Number two, mastermind alliance. Scientific studies and practices have proven that people that work together in perfect harmony on the common goal achieve more than one person on their own. Which partners do you need uh, and choose to be successful and achieve your goals? Cooperation, powerful set of combined skills are a key factor for achieving success. Make sure you, if you uh, mastermind with other people and work with other people, have them take the dark triad test because you don't want any psychopaths or extreme narcissists or Machiavellianists you know, to um, <laughs> poison your, your mastermind. And that's definitely what you know a good thing to do, especially Ty Lopez talks a lot about that. And number three, applied faith. The principle, applied faith, the desire, uh, and plans that need to be succeeded into something tangible. Therefore, you need a set of realistic goals to meet these tangible results. This is an, an essential principle driven by a state of mind, attitude, and confidence. Number four, go the extra mile. That's pretty obvious. Do more. Um, the more effort a partner puts in achieving a goal, the faster and better it will be accomplished. Also, the law of compensation. Rewards come in return for their deeds, thoughts, and words is great to incorporate into achieving your mindset. Number five, pleasing personality. It's kind of a, another obvious one. The principle can be a major asset in everyday life. Goals and achievements can be much easier when realized when you work, uh, much easier easier realized when you work with people or, or partners who are easy to connect to and pleasant to work for with. According to Napoleon Hill, there are 25 characteristics of this personality that you can work on. Number six, personal initiative. Each person, partner that works in a team and experienced group dynamics is made aware that his or her responsibility is key in order to achieve the desired goal. The individual is a start of the initiative and it's the challenge to complete that what he or she has started. There's also four principles. Uh, principle four is a key, actually, sorry, uh, also, principle four is a key success factor to achieve the, the desired goal, which is going the extra mile. Number seven, positive mental attitude. What I just went over that amazing book, which I highly recommend you read. If you're interested in getting better and, and achieving your goals uh, and your dreams and that sort of stuff, positive mental attitude. No challenge can start without the right mindset. 
positive mental attitude keeps your chin up keeps you powered in all circumstances no challenge too, too large objectives clear and realistic and the right attitude to keep focused inspire and motivate others are key elements that are connected with this principle the more positive everyone thinks that are involved in the desired goals the more likely it is to achieve success and that's one of my uh goals and resolutions is to develop that more to be prepared for those negative aspects of life that hit you randomly which are uncontrollable so having that positive mental attitude is going to help me and will help you if you use it get through those down parts of life because life's a big roller coaster ups and downs and man, i know 2019 last year was huge ups and huge downs but it was crazy but that I could have used a more positive mental attitude. I was like elated one day, depressed one day, just up and down, up. And I was like, whoa, what's going on? This is 2019. This is crazy. All right, number eight, enthusiasm. Enthusiasm is key to achieve success in business. Enthusiasm can work infectious. The more people are enthusiastic are about the desired goals, the more people become that as well. It comes from within a person that is also connected to principle three, applied faith. Success, applied faith, and determination will attract more success. Number nine, this is pretty huge. Number nine, a lot of people could use this more in their life. Uh, you Self-discipline. You could just tell with the obesity rates in the United States how it's incredibly large uh, or huge, no pun intended, but people need more self-discipline. You need to control your thoughts in order to control your needs and your desired goals. The This principle is all about the mastery of your own thoughts. You take possession of your own attitude, thoughts, emotions, acts, communication, and so on. This is a vital principle to make the best business decisions and set the right priorities in order to achieve the desired goals and that's self-discipline too with with um eating and and exercise and your thoughts uh what is it mental physical and emotional self-discipline so there's a few parts of self-discipline Number 10, accurate thinking. The principle is closely related to principle nine, self-discipline. This is all about mind control. Set your needs, your set your needed thoughts to achieve the, de the desired goals prior and eliminate all other unnecessary thoughts. It's also called the power of thought. What you think you will become, Napoleon Hill, 1937. It's amazing. He wrote this in the uh, I don't know. He, well, he said that in 1937, but he wrote the book in what, 20s and 30s. It's amazing. We've had this book and all this amazing information for all those years. And I'm just kind of learning about this fairly recently. So I wish I would have learned about this in like high school or even earlier. I wish this, this should have been one of the first things I was taught when I was an adolescent, just learning and growing up so I could absorb the information better and become a better person, human being, and more successful in life. Uh, so if you have kids, this is the, one of the first things I always teach them is as soon as they're able to assimilate and uh, t take in this information. Uh, did I say controlled attention? Uh, yeah, controlled attention is number 11. This principle is all about prioritizing time, energy, and mindset to achieve the desired goals. This is the highest form of self-discipline. What is the most important for you and what prioritized actions do you need in order to sustain that focus? Number 12, teamwork. TEAM is an acronym that stands for Together Everyone Accomplishes More. One plus one equals three. That's a great thing to... Uh, to keep in mind it is a fact based on scientific and empirical studies that people that work together with the focus on the same objectives can accomplish more than one person alone i don't know anyone that's become successful that did it by themselves unless you won the lottery but still um 
teamwork, therefore, is a key asset together with the other principle for cooperative success and common desired goals. Number 13. Let me close this pop-up. Number 13, adversity and defeat. The principle covers uh, the learning lessons from human errors and failure. You, you can only grow by learning by small failures and master the experience. This is called temporary defeat, and it carries a seed of a greater benefit. One of the quotes I, I read was, every defeat or letdown is there's an equal or greater benefit that carries a seed of an equal or greater benefit. I think that was Napoleon Hill who said that, but also good to have that positive mental attitude during that time of adversity and defeat. Number 14, create vision. In order to come to great and wise business ideas, imagination is a key word to stimulate creative visions. It starts with a simple idea that you can develop in small steps over time, possibly together with others. Therefore, your imagination needs to be free and fearless. It comes from the subconscious, and with mind exercises, you stimulate and develop it. Number 15, health. This is very important. Health is wealth. Without your health, you have nothing. This is the foundation, the foundation of everything. I remember when I was sick. Hi, Lucy. I'm petting Lucy next to me. I'm petting her, and those little, uh, you know, those little electricity that goes off. Oh, she's all right, all right. <laughs> all right, she's a little, she's not happy right now. Okay, okay, she's biting my hand. She's got me. All right, all right, I give up. Loose, loose. All right, you win, you win. <laughs> okay, that's enough. All right, <laughs> she, she, uh, she gets a little uh, on me sometimes and starts biting me a little aggressively. She's still a wild girl. Um, number 15, uh, back to health. Whenever you are in business or something personal, health is the key to enjoy life and achieve personal fulfillment. And this principle coordinates and stimulates all principles. It also supports conscious choices and gives you endurance by eating healthy food and challenging your brain and exercising you could benefit yourself and others of achieving the same uh, desired goals so that's hugely important that's one of the ones that that i really uh focus on is health especially i don't know when was it my mid-20s or something after i quit going to bars and drinking alcohol and and all that stuff I started, you know, focusing more on eating healthy and exercising and you know, healthy mind and and it's it's really a great foundation and great to have. Uh what's the best diet? Uh we could go on to another podcast or a whole bunch of ten podcasts talking about that, but I guess the foundation would be water. <laughs> Drink a lot of water. And that kind of goes into vegetables because vegetables are mostly water. So eat mostly vegetables. And then depending on, it really depends. From, from what I get after you know, examining every, not every diet, but as much as I could and how I feel, it really depends on your genes and your family history and where they're from. So if you're from Asian descent, you may be able to get away with eating more rice. If, if you're from... Uh, uh, I don't know, a d different place that, that has like potatoes, you could eat more potatoes, it won't affect your blood sugar as much. If you're from a place that has a lot of meat, you could probably eat more meat, like if you're an Eskimo and your your health will probably be fine, but it really depends on your genes for the most part and how your body reacts. Everyone's body reacts differently to sugar and, uh, and that sort of stuff and meat, 
But I'll talk about it another time. I really like talking about it. So uh, that's 15. Number 16, budgeting time and money. Time and money are important aspects of for success. It's important to take the time daily to understand your income and expenses in relation to your desired goals. Both precious resources need to fit in your current plan as well as your future plan 10 years from now. Prediction and decision making are key in relation to this principle. Number 17, habits. Everybody, did I just talk about, did they have this habits already? No. It's almost like it. All right, habits. Number 17, everyone wants peace in their mind, good health, and financial security. Therefore, you need to have developing, uh, you need to have developing and positive habits to achieve it. By thoughts and deeds, you've established certain habits, cause and effect. Are these habits, uh, do these habits bring you peace in their mind, good health, and financial security, or do you need to change them in order to achieve this? What are your habits? What uh, is your plan to change? Uh, this must have been when I went over the summary. Let me check real quick. Yeah, create good habits and correct bad habits. Uh, so changing habits is easier than you think. For example, like it said earlier, if you want to form a habit, daily exercise, you set a reminder in your smartphone. Uh, the first weeks are hard, but after like 30, 60 days, sometimes two weeks, it becomes much easier. How to apply these principles of success. Uh, these principles are all app, uh, are applicable in your life. It's up to you. Uh, to do what you want with them. If you learn how to master unpleasant situations and change them in useful and positive situations, you're on the right track of creating success in your situation. Um, yeah, those are really 17 cool principles of success by Napoleon. And I love that stuff. And I really love that book, Success to a Positive Mental Attitude. And I'll have another book review. I love these book reviews. Ty Lopez, I listened to that podcast for a while, and he used to have a really cool book reviews. I think he reads like a book a day, which is kind of crazy unless you could read really fast i think if i read maybe a page almost a minute so it might take me six hours to read like a 350 page book and that's that you know one thing i wanted to, to talk about too you know since i'm on the the topic of self-help let's just talk about i went to the first seminar of the year i plan on going to three probably a couple tony robbins seminars and this one was called the 10x one by grant cardone he's this uh real estate tycoon and he used to be addicted to drugs and alcohol for a period of his life which he talks about which is fascinating because there's this uh like robert downey jr is an example of people going from rock bottom to like to the top of the sky or from the top to the like rock bottom and grant cardone he's really cool he's this like a uh, real estate tycoon mogul and he has this book i listened to the audiobooks called the 10x rule and he this was a seminar i went to so the book uh if you want to summarize it in three sentences it says you should set targets for yourself that are 10 times greater than what you believe in you can achieve and you should take actions that are 10 times greater than what you believe are necessary to achieve your goals the biggest mistake most people make in life is not setting goals high enough take massive action is the only way to fulfill your potential someone asked him why 10x why not 100x because he put up his fingers you could count to 10 much easier than you can 100 or 50 and then there's a 10x rule summary i'll go over some of them there's a lot 
but I won't go over all of them. You, you should, uh, if you want, read the book or listen to the, the audio book. The biggest mistake most people make in life is not setting goals high enough. Like I said, the 10X rule is based on understanding the level of effort and the level of thinking required to succeed. Set targets that are 10 times your goal, uh, the goal you would ever dream of. Uh, don't set your sights too low. Nobody wins when you diminish the importance of success. It is your duty to be successful. Do not view success as an option. There is no option. Success is the only way. If people comment on your level of action that you're doing something right, the biggest business problem is obscurity. Money and power follow attention. Rid yourself of average thinking and average action. Failing to think big in the beginning will lead to failing to act big. Set your goals 10 times bigger than you think you, they should be. Top achievers don't copy or compete. They dominate. They set the pace. You don't have to be the first to do something, but you should be the best at it. Create only practices of what is available, only uh, you are doing. You have to be obsessed. Nobody has ever accomplished something incredible without obsession. This is that's important. I, I totally wholeheartedly agree with that. The ability to be obsessed is not a disease. It's a gift. What goal would cause you to be obsessed? Don't follow the pack. Lead the pack. Success is like a garden. You must constantly tend to it and care for it. I, I think it as it as like sharpening a sword every day. If you don't sharpen it every day, it gets dull. Almost like positive daily habits, like uh, ac exercise or eating healthy. And, and in regards to eating healthy, one uh, one thing that keeps me from eating bad food too often is the first bite is the tastiest. So if you want a piece of cake, try to limit it to the first bite because it's the most delicious and the most satiating, most uh, the best. So what I do is I have a bite and put it away or split like a piece of cake with like four people and cut it up into fours and just have a bite. Fear is a signal to do what you f fear right now. Do not feed fear by waiting and letting it build. That's one thing uh, that I've come to learn too. The longer you let fear, uh, you're afraid of something, the bigger it gets. So it's better just to face it as fast as possible and and slay the fear you know uh destroy it before it gets bigger like a like a snowball don't worry about time management or balance i said focus on abundance don't think either or instead think all or everything that's once again goes with that positive mental attitude there's a lot of that in this book that i seen the similarities into this i wonder if he got a lot of his some of his mindset and concepts from from uh, napoleon hill's book as well create an exit survey for non-buyers the best revenge against critics is massive success yes duplicate the thoughts and actions of successful people and you too will become successful there you go duplicate the thoughts and actions of successful people and you too will become successful and there's a couple more, but I think I'm going to end that with that. Commit first, figure out the details later. Taking massive actions is the only way to fulfill your true potential. And that's that's just it. That's just it. Do you want to fulfill your true potential or you just want to be ordinary and go through life and not become fulfilled and live as happy as you can be? I, I, I don't think I could do that. I, uh, I want to live life to my truest, most, uh, biggest, <laughs> fulfillest, I don't know, all those words, potential. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's what I want personally. And so I hope you do as well. So that was the 10X rule. And I took a few notes, but those are the, 
the biggest things. Um, he, you know, he talks about Grant Cordone, how you do anything is how you do uh, everything. You need to commit. You need the 10x system. You need a mentor. Um, his goal, oh, he has a big event in Las Vegas, uh, February 21st to February 23rd. So that would be a good good uh, seminar or event to go if you wanted to go. And he says, what's your target? You should always want to be the best, be the top. You become who you hang around with. Um, so if your five friends are in and out of jail and alcoholics, you're most likely to be in and out of jail and alcoholics. But if your five best friends that you hang around with most of the time are successful millionaires living the life of their dreams, then you're more likely to do that. Uh, he says when we go to the seminars, make it sit in the front row, make it a habit. Nobody talks about money, so he does. Uh, from 15 to 25 years old, he was a drug addict. His died dad when he was 10, so he had a pretty difficult life. And he uh, needed a system. And let's see, there's a, just from my notes from that, that seminar. Uh, 76% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Money should be working for you. He used to work at a car dealership, which was uh, interesting when he told that story. Uh, his biggest mistake was not thinking big enough. To change, you need to change. Change. You have to give up something. You have to sacrifice something. You need uh, different flows of income. You cannot fail if you, don't have, if you don't quit. It's impossible. And impossible, if you break that into three parts, this is, this is my note. <laughs> I said, I am possible. Uh, he talks about 10 flows of income that, that you need to be rich, and that's fascinating. One's like salary income, bonus income, commission, passive portfolio, etc. Um, write down all negative ideas for 24 hours. It's not uh, what it's, it's the re- idea. If you have an idea, monetize it. And he breaks down the hours in a week, 168 hours in a week, 40 hours of work, 40 hours of sleep. There's 88 hours left. That's more hustle time uh, to uh, get to work. And three things to do. You need to commit. You need time and money. You need uh, a system like his system. He uses a 10X and you need mentors to check in from time to time to increase your likelihood of success. Um, that was that was really, really it. The book's, book's still the best. The seminar was like half a day and uh, what, what am I going to... Okay, so that's the success stuff. Now I want to get to uh, the seven wonders of the world. Seven wonders of the world. The seven new wonders of the world. First, uh, there was 21 finalists. There's the Nashwanstein Nasch- Castle in Germany. Uh, the Eiffel Tower. Let me check this real fast. So that was the... the I think that's the one that Disneyland... Uh, mirrored off of uh, the Ma- Moai statues in Chile, Stonehenge in the UK, Acropolis of Ath- Athens, Chichen Itza in Mexico, Petra, Jordan, Kremlin and Red Square in Russia, Christ the Redeemer, Alhambra, Spain, Angkor Wat, Cambodia, Hagia Sophia, Turkey, Sydney, Opera House, Australia, Timbuktu, Mali, uh, Kiyomizu, Dera, Japan, Taj Mahal, India, Giza Pyramids, Machu Picchu, Statue of Liberty, U.S., Colosseum, Italy, Great Wall of China, and China. And those were the 21 finalists in, I want to say, let me check the date. It was around 2000. 
2008 that they decided the new wonders of the world. 2007, more than 100 million people voted from those finalists to declare the seven new wonders of the world. The following list, list, the following list of the seven winners is presented without ranking and aims to represent global heritage. So top seven out of all those 21 finalists are number one, not necessarily in order, but the Great Wall of China, built between the 5th century BC and the 16th century. The Great Wall of China's stone and earth fortification uh, used to protect, protect the borders of Chinese empire from the invading Mongols. The Great Wall is actually a succession of multiple walls spanning, get this, 4,000 miles making it the world's longest man-made structure. Now, that's incredible. I stood on the Great Wall of China. And I was mesmerized, mesmerized. Christ the Redeemer statue in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. That's It's a cool building. It's uh, Christ on a mountain, a big statue, 130-foot reinforced concrete soapstone statue designed by Heitor de Silva Costa and cost 250000 to build. Much of the money was raised through donations. It's an icon now for Rio and Brazil. Number three, Machu Picchu, Peru. That place is so cool. Uh, the Incan city of sparkling granite precariously perched between two towering Andean peaks is thought by scholars to have been a sacred archaeological center for the nearby Incan capital of Cusco. Built at the peak of the Incan empire in the mid-1400s, the modern citadel was later abandoned by the Incas. The site remained unknown except to locals until 1911. When it was discovered, you could reach it by foot, train, or helicopter. Yeah, by foot. Uh, you're gonna walk there from. Uh, I guess you can walk a little bit, but most visitors visit by train from nearby Cusco, and that's a really cool, amazing place. Chichen Itza in Mexico. I was a little bit surprised, and I still am, because it's not as cool as like Angkor Wat or as big, but it's still a cool place. I remember clapping my hands, and you could hear. Uh, the sound in the pyramids echo. It's it's really a cool, cool thing. And that's in uh, southern Mexico. I want to say the Yucatan area, not far from Cancun. And so that was the Mayan culture there. And number the Roman Colosseum in Rome. That's another amazing place. It's one of Italy's most endearing icon. The Colosseum, built between 70 and 80 AD. It was used for about 500 years. The elliptical structure sat nearly 50,000 spectators. Wow, it's like a modern day Colosseum, basically. I know in LA we have the Colosseum that had the Olympics. I want to say it was 1984, and it's, it reminds me a lot like this. I've been to both places and I'm kind of blown away. I did a 5K race at the Colosseum in Los Angeles. So. Uh, earthquakes and stone robbers left the Colosseum in a state of ruin, but portions of the structure remain open to the tourists, and its design still influences the construction of modern-day amphitheaters some 2,000 years later. It's a really cool place. Taj Mahal in Agra, India. That's a really cool place, but they need to build an airport near there. It's uh, <laughs> you got to take the train or, or a bus or drive a couple hours to get there from the nearest airport. Uh, mausoleum commissioned by the wife of Mughal 
Mughal Emperor Shah Jahan. The Taj Mahal is built between 1632 and 1648, considered the most perfect specimen of Muslim art in India. The white marble structure actually represents a number of architectural styles, including Persian, Islamic, Turkish, and Indian. The Taj Mahal also encompasses formal gardens of raised pathways, sunken flower beds, and a linear reflecting pool. It's a really amazing place, very beautiful, and I definitely recommend I'm definitely going back. I was there in end of July, part of my birthday, Mark's mega birthday trip, and it was pretty mega. Petra Jordan. This place is amazing. Um, declared a World Heritage Site in 1984, Petra in Jordan was the capital of Nabatean, Nabatean Empire of King Aretes IV and likely existed in its prime from 9 BC to 8040. The members of the civilization proved to be early experts in manipulating water technology, technology constructing intricate tunnels and water chambers which helped create a pseudo-oasis. A number of incredible structures are carved into stone. It's a 4,000-seat amphitheater in the El Deer Monastery. I've also helped the site earn its fame. I was there in February and definitely blown away. My sister was just there a couple months ago, and I will go back. It's a huge place. I want to say like 10 kilometers one way so you could you could spend probably the whole day or a couple days there just exploring all these amazing carvings into this rock it's just unbelievable those are the seven new wonders of the world would i change any personally since i'm highly qualified i would take out chichen itza and put in angkor wat that's what i would have done um eh, i don't know about christ the redeemer statue in rio de janeiro i guess there should be like natural wonders man-made one oh these are all man-made so i i don't know i, I guess i guess they, they work I'm, I'm iffy on that that statue in brazil but i definitely would take out chichen itza i mean don't get me wrong i would go visit it still but i'd put angkor wat instead because of how massive the the place is not just um uh, angkor wat but the whole city of angkor and that is your travel summary there should go over the old ancient wonders of the world from what oh you know what's crazy so yeah you know what i would so this is what i would do i would take out chichen itza i would put in um angkor wat in cambodia and i would take out christ the redeemer and you know what i would put in instead what's more amazing the great pyramids of giza come on that's uh that's what i would do so i would I would substitute those two. So I think a calm. There's a eighth wonder of the world. Some people call uh, amazing places eighth wonders, eight wonders of the world. But definitely uh, good to have goals and lists to uh, visit. Visit those places. I I need to visit Brazil and Christ the Redeemer. I was in Brazil on a layover, but I never really went into the country. The furthest I got was Argentina. And it's cool. You could see all the the map of where all the wonders of the world and the seven finalists. You know what would be another idea, too, is to have a wonder of the world on each continent. That would be kind of cool. I don't know what a wonder of the world would be in Antarctica, though. <laughs> that would be uh, interesting. Statue of Liberty, that's kind of a cool wonder of the world in the uh, east coast of the United States. Let me see, is, is Antarctica even a continent? I think it is. Let me just double check so I'm not, I don't feel dumb. Sometimes I get some of these facts wrong. Antarctica is a continent, the southernmost continent. 
Let me see. Let me double check the seven continents. Yeah, let's go over the seven. What are the seven continents? Here's your geography class by the Super Travel Experience Podcast. Continents of the world. What continent do you live on? Americas? South America, North America, Central America? Um, Africa? Let me see. Hold on. Three, six, seven. So Africa, the Americas, like I said, Africa. Africa's huge. Antarctica is its own continent. Asia. Oceania. O- Oceania. Europe. North North America. That's so weird. I got to read more about this. Doesn't really make sense. Asia, Africa, Europe, North America, South America. Okay. Australia, Oceania, Caribbean, Antarctica. That makes more sense. Yeah, different websites have different things. You would think the seven continents would be would be uh, fairly common. Asia, Africa, North America, South America, Antarctica, Europe, Australia. There you go. That's easier. We'll just keep, we'll just keep it simple and, and do that. All right, that's it. And it's where are we at forty four minutes. Let's get ready to leave this podcast as well as every other single podcast is brought to you by my travel store super travel x www.supertravelx.com use code super 10 for 10 percent off all your really cool travel accessories and gear love that stuff i use it all the time i have a pack ready to go and all sorts of amazing cool stuff there from clothes to noise canceling headphones you name it i got it and that's it let's uh Take it out with some little outro music. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Super Travel Experience podcast. This is your host, Mark. And let's let's take it out a little Marvin Gaye style. Eh? Live your best life. Be your best. Have a great year. 2020 is the year to make amazing, wonderful, positive changes in your life. If you haven't already, get working on it and do it. Don't let anything stop you be unstoppable this year ah it's such a good jam i'll play this for i don't know like 30 seconds or something but smooth turn it up marvin gay i want you john morales extended mix Thanks, guys. Take care.